0: Welcome to a podcast about
1: Catholic things. This is Eric, the ambassador of common sense, and I'm here with...
2: Dan, your ambassador of nonsense. Welcome, everyone.
1: And we're talking about, what, banks and money and lending? Stuff like that. Usury?
2: <sighs> you know, what What actually prompted uh, my thoughts um, on, on wanting to do a video on this um, was just hearing... Um, I guess it was yesterday, Dinesh D'Souza was talking about some kind of rules that the Biden guy who's in charge of setting up guidelines for banks for lending for home purchases, um, <clears throat> basically he he wants them to make it easier, he, he wants them to loan lend, lend more money to people who are more likely to default, in other words, high risk people, and get the people who are less likely to default the lower risk people to pay for the difference for, you know, the yeah. basically close the gap between the, the terms of the loans, the percent interests and stuff like that. Isn't that what Clinton did? I don't remember if Clinton did that or not. I mean, um, if, if he did, it would have at least temporarily, because it's, it's kind of interesting because a if you can do that as a president or as a government, an administration or whatever, what you can do is create the illusion of a boost in economic, you know, prosperity, yeah. consumer confidence, that kind of stuff, because more people like buy houses or, or have houses started yeah. or, you know, new houses are built based on this. But then... 15, 20 years down the road is is when the check comes due on those bad loans and the people who never should have been loaned the money can't make the payments and you start defaulting on the houses and stuff like that. So it's kind of a matter of kicking the can down the road.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, Bill Clinton did that. He made it easier for people who shouldn't get loans to get loans and it was like almost 10 years later There was Mm -hmm. a huge problem. There was a, I don't know, you know, what housing bubble or burst or whatever they they called it. I don't know. But it it was a problem. There were all these empty houses. I was probably one
2: of those people. (laughs) I was one of those people too.
1: Yeah, I shouldn't have gotten a loan. I had just started a job in my Mm -hmm. new profession. And it was like, I didn't make enough money. I didn't have a down payment or anything. Mm -hmm. Why should I have gotten a loan? There's no way.
0: Right. But I did.
1: And that was a long time ago, and I'm out of that house now, but
2: so I was kind of going over into my head how how would you explain to a, a leftist idiot why this is a bad idea, and why it's to a certain extent immoral um in in terms of of forcing banks to do this and as I was going through the explanation in my head, I kind of realized that i'm happening upon an explanation of loans and how they work that may have something to say about another topic that, that some of my sons have been uh, let's just say, they've been getting really interested in lately. They're, they're yeah. young, they're just starting out. Um, they both have college loans or are, you know, in need of college loans. And um, they're looking at the, The interest rates and what it means to borrow money and feeling a little bit affronted, especially when both of them tend to be readers of historical church documents and and that kind of stuff. And so in the church, we have some pretty strong condemnations of lending money at interest. Yep. And they're called the sin
1: of usury.
2: Right. Well, if you read, that's the thing. Today, a lot of people who want to poo-poo um, the actual statements from um, older popes and, and the church will say something along the lines of, well, usury is just charging excessive interest, but to charge interest itself is okay. Um, and you'll find a lot of Catholics who try to take that line of argument. And when you read the documents, it doesn't quite read that way. Now, I don't have the documents at hand because going through them explicitly and dealing with the individual statements of this Pope and that Pope isn't really my purpose here. But, but I, having heard my sons read them and bring them up and so forth, I know that, that it's, it's kind of a hard case to make that it's really okay from a Catholic point of view to lend money at interest in any world. So, but I honestly, to to be fair, I want to, um, whether you would consider me a devil's advocate by doing this or not, I want to make that case um, and make the case that, that today to loan money um, at a interest model does not, by itself constitute the sin of usury that's been condemned by the church and to do that we kind of have to go back and define what usury is and why it was considered wrong to begin with so okay you, and how you,
1: early are you talking i mean
2: well I'll, I'll point out that that usury was has been a concern for a pretty doggone long time considering that the ancient Jews were prohibited from charging interest for money to each other, uh, but not to strangers, not to, to foreigners, basically. Yeah. Um, so the question of money and what to do with it and when you loan it and, and how to make weather and how to make profit from it has been something that's, that's been around for a while. Um, and again, there, you know, it's not like God, sat down with the jews and said okay here's the economic theories or the human interaction theories under which i'm operating when i tell you don't do this he just said don't do it and since the church as long as the church has been around and and the question has ever come up the church has condemned it as well and we start to see some exploration of the topic I think as early as, as even St. Augustine, but certainly in the Middle Ages, uh, Thomas Aquinas deals with it and that sort of thing. But yeah. it, what in order to understand what usury is, we should think about the idea of borrowing something or lending something or loaning something um, and come to a sort of definition of usury. So like, if you loan somebody your tools, you might say, "Okay, you can borrow my screwdriver." And uh, now the thing is, when a screwdriver gets used, when any tool gets used, doesn't matter how simple it is, the more complex it is, the more this is true. It kind of gets used up. Yeah. Um, you've seen some of Dad's old, old, old screwdrivers. The, the flathead screwdrivers. The the, the tips my gosh, are rounded. I don't off know from what use. the man
1: <laughs> does to tools, but it's like he. <laughs>
2: okay well he puts them
1: in uses... a forge and bangs them or something they're always <laughs> bent out of shape it's like dad what'd you do to this thing
2: okay but <laughs> even if you don't lend a tool to Dad, it it, it gets used up
1: yeah it does uh, get used. just from
2: from natural wear especially uh, if
1: you lend <clears throat> a two-cycle engine to anyone in the world you will get it back not working
2: <laughs> because they'll forget to use they'll forget to use uh, i know it's not just that mix. it's
1: like <laughs> There's always something broken. If you lend a two-cycle engine, a chainsaw, a weed eater, it never comes mm-hmm. back the way it left. It's just yeah, a rule. That's true. Once you become a homeowner, don't lend out your two-cycle engine tools. Right.
2: Or, and and here's this gets to the, the crux of the issue, you can say, okay, you can borrow my tool, but because your use of my tool is, to some degree, going to use up the tool, I'm going yeah. to charge you for the use of the tool. So when you give the tool back to me, you not only have to give me the tool, but you also have to give me a little bit of money to cover the use of the tool that that you know while you had it. And so, <clears throat> with things that you use and and they they uh, wear down or whatever, it makes perfect sense to do that. Yeah. But the the theory under which usury is condemned is that if you talk about money, and you loan money, money doesn't get used up. If somebody pays you back the amount of money they borrowed from you, they haven't depleted that money by using it somehow, and therefore you have no business charging them for the use of the money. And that's precisely what usury is. It's charging somebody for the use of money. Other
0: so that than when they the pay you back,
2: that... they have to pay over and above the amount.
1: While they have the money, before they've paid it back, there is a time period where you can't use it to make
2: more money. We call that opportunity loss in today's world. Okay. So you might have $100 that you could go and um, you might take that $100 and start a lemonade stand and turn it into $120. And you say, well, okay, I'll I'll loan you my $100. I don't get to start my lemonade stand, so I'm going to charge you an extra $20, $20. when you yeah. pay it back. Now, whether that is an acceptable justification for charging interest is um let's say it's it's kind of dubious relative to the statements that that popes have made in the church condemning the use of interest. They they I haven't seen anything yet that leaves that open as a let's call it a loophole or leaves that open as a redefinition of the term. Okay. However, I did happen to, to come up with something else. If you cut away the opportunity cost, uh, don't figure in your own diligence to which you would have put the money. And instead, let's just consider the money itself. So I'm going to give you a hundred dollars and I'm going to say, okay, and I'll, I'll loan it to you for three years, and three years you give me the hundred dollars back. Now the thing is, we know that if I take that hundred dollar bill and uh, let's say I stick it in, under my mattress instead of giving it to you and just leave it there for three years, so I I have a hundred dollar bill. Three years from now, I can get it under my out of my mattress. Now I've got that same hundred dollar bill. But the problem is today, I that hundred dollar bill might buy say 33 loaves of bread or it might buy you know a shirt a pair of pants and pair of socks and some underwear that's you know jc penny or something but three years from now i take that same exact physical hundred dollar bill and maybe it only buys 30 loaves of bread we know it'll be something less than the 33 or if i take it to jc penny It'll only buy a shirt and a pants, but not the socks and the underwear or something like that. In okay. other words, we have this, we we all are familiar with this phenomenon. We call it, yeah. well, it's inflation is what it is. Inflation, we, you know, I mean. Yeah, it, the- I knew that. That's what you meant. So we, 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 and we all talk about, you know, like, you know, somebody will talk about $100 in 1917 and say, like, oh, wow, that's, that's like, you know, $1,700 today or something like yeah. that. You know, we, we have. Terms like that, we just throw them around. Um, But the thing is, it's a real thing. And so, one thing, one way that you can look at the question of lending money is this I'm not lending you, if I give you $100, what I'm actually giving you is 33 loaves of bread of purchasing power, or I'm giving you a pants, shirt, socks, and underwear, purchasing power. When you pay that back to me three years from now, I want you to give me that same purchasing power. And so that's under, you know, if you fix the number ahead of time, you've got to guess. So it might be like, okay, that's be that's going to be an extra, say $10 for that hundred dollars. Hold on just a minute. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's, and that begins to feel like just standard interest. And, and because, you know, obviously the, the longer it is like, hold on just a minute. That's, You're that's, you going to get that. Yeah. Oh, it's Hey, I, I'm reporting. He started changing his uh, all right.
1: toilet seat and okay. the toilet bowl broke. And now there's water all over his basement because.
2: Is that what he's calling about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he runs into a, a lot of problems like that. He does. He started doing something real simple, and then all of a sudden, his whole house is falling down.
2: It's like that that scene in um, Malcolm in the Middle where Hal goes...
1: yeah goes from one thing to another, and then and he he calls you up and says, "How do I blah blah blah?" And it's like, "Why are you doing that?"
2: Yeah. Well, cause my wife wanted me to go get bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, all right. So that's one thing. And and if, if you say, okay, you can borrow the money for 10 years. Well, we expect the purchasing power would be even less. So strictly from a question of interest and well, not interest strictly from a question of use. If I define what you're borrowing, not according to a dollar amount, but according to a purchase uh, power within, yeah. you know, the economy we live in, then to say, you have to pay me back that equivalent purchasing power doesn't really constitute usury at all. Right. Um, because you're just giving me back exactly what you borrowed. Now, here's the thing. it There's a little bit more that can go into it, than that because um, now let's say in addition to the question of the purchasing power, that's going to be lost over the you know course of, of the years. And this is kind of assuming that we have a crystal ball and we can know exactly what the inflation is going to be. We know that that's yeah. some guesswork, but it might be that I know, for example, that I'm going to, you know, be an institution or a guy who loans $100, makes $100 loans to a lot of people. But I also know that, that one in 100 of those people is gonna fail to pay it back. Risk. So that means what I have to do is add one additional dollar to everybody when I'm, you know, in terms of the agreement for the loan, say, okay, in order for me to loan you this money, I have to be in the business of loaning the money and in order for me to not lose, I have to cover the risk, which is those people who aren't going to repay. So it's that sounds not like just, what Biden did. Well, well, we'll we'll get into what Biden did in a minute, but it, it's not just the ten dollars because we know of inflation, but it's going to be yeah. an additional eleven dollars for that hundred dollars for three years. But there's more. In order for me to do this and be in this business. I have to have somebody keep track of all this stuff for me. So I need to hire a secretary and my secretary charges to track these loans. So my secretary charges, let's say it's $2 per loan to track the overall loan plus 50 cents for each entry in my ledger for uh, uh, money coming in or going out relative to the loan. So if yeah. I loan you $100, that's a $2 charge to my secretary and 50 cents to record that I gave you the money and then 50 more cents to record that you paid me the money back when it was time to pay back, so that's an additional uh, $3. So now I <clears throat> I don't charge you for the use of the money, but I do say in order for me to loan you this money, you've got to pay my secretary's fees yeah, because that's what it takes for me to be able to make these loans to you. For
1: heaven's sake. You want
2: to go, uh, put pay it down. somewhere? Stop it. Okay. I think he's done. All right. <laughs> Something outside. Squirrel.
1: So you got, uh, let's see, opportunity, which we're discounting for now, inflation, right. risk, inflation. and uh structure. Cost of you processing.
2: Just yeah. You know, yeah just the, the cost of doing the business. Plus, I've got to uh in addition to me paying these people specifically for their work, I have to do the work of finding people who are reliable and who can do the work and I have to oversee them. So let's let's give that a title and call it the president as the president of this you know lending it's franchise whatever it is. So. It's still processing. Yeah so it's it's all the people involved, so maybe yeah. it you know for for each loan it costs me an extra an extra buck. so now we've got the ten plus the one for risk, plus the three for paying my secretary, plus one more for me uh that's fifteen dollars now that it costs to borrow the ten dollars for three years. Now, the thing is, if you think about these fees. The the risk, um, the secretary, you know, basically all the processing stuff, that doesn't change. If you borrow mm-hmm. the money for a, a week, it still costs all that, you know, to make it happen. The yeah. only thing that changes with time is the inflation part of it. But right um, if you consider that. When you want to loan somebody money, you have a right to recover, not, let's, again, we're not talking about opportunity cost, but actual cost. In other words, it's not that you're charging, I'm not charging you for the use of the money. I'm just saying you have to pay for all the fees involved in making it so that you can borrow the $100. So, how do you do this easily? Well, obviously, we could say, okay, let's come up with some kind of metric. Um, we're going to talk about the cost of flour, and whatever the cost of flour is, that's going to establish what a dollar is worth in any given, you know, on any given day. So I'll loan you the hundred dollars. Three years from now, it's time to pay it back, and whatever flour costs, we're going to use that as a gauge against that hundred dollars, and that's the amount you're going to pay back. Well, you wouldn't be very happy with that, knowing that the cost of flour may go, like, skyrocket. So now we've agreed to that, and suddenly flour costs 10 times what it used to because of whatever, Yeah, and now you're stuck with that. Um, Or I might – I mean, it might not matter to me much at all, but I might not be very happy if if the cost of flour plummeted because – our economy you know a bunch of flour was dumped on our economy from russia or russian united states suddenly got friendly or somebody
1: just started printing flour
2: yeah, it was printing flour yeah <laughs> <laughs> so now the what we've established as the basis has been artificially manipulated uh in a way that it doesn't reflect what it was supposed to when we started out and had the agreement and right. You can say, well, okay, let's do more things than flour to try to level things out or whatever. But the point is, no matter what you do, it's, you know, either one of us has an opportunity to, to get uh, unduly burned by circumstances that that we can't predict. And so what yeah. we do is we say, okay, if everything stays the same, here's how it's going to look. So let's just agree to work the money that way and we'll work the numbers that way under the assumption that this is how it's going to look. And so we come up with what is basically an interest rate that is nothing more than recovery of cost. And if you think of it that way in an economy where inflation is a real thing, it's not so much the, the use of money that is, you know, Money doesn't like wear down from the use of it, but it just wears down over time. It It's like it wears down even if you don't use yeah. it. Like if I borrow a screwdriver from you and I just put it in a drawer and don't touch it and three years from now I give it back, it's the same screwdriver. It won't wear out. But if I use it vigorously doing all kinds of crazy stuff with it during those three years, I'll give you back with this worn, rounded, mangled, you know, charred, yeah. maybe the handle's broken, all kinds of stuff. Money's not like that. I can put money in a drawer and it'll wear down. It'll become used up by inflation just by sitting there. So, so that when you understand that the prohibition is not strictly against interest per se, which is just a method of modeling, say whatever, but against Charging for the use of something that doesn't get used up, then lending money at interest when the interest is planned properly according to those different things we talked about doesn't really constitute usury at all, not even in the strictest understanding of usury uh, by, say, you know, popes or whatever, especially when you define what's being loaned not as a Numerical amount of money, but as a Mm -hmm. purchasing power within a given, you know, whatever given economy.
1: Okay, so, I mean, I don't know the exact wording of the various decrees, whether from Mm -hmm. Pope's or just essays from uh, Aquinas on usury and what exactly is is outlawed by that. You know, I mean, your definition, I I don't, that might make it okay. It might not because I didn't, you'd have to look at exactly what the Pope say when they say you can't loan at an interest.
2: Yeah. We'll have to go back and look and consider the context of that. But I know that, that what Aquinas says is that it's immoral to charge for the use of money okay
1: immoral to charge and for that's the what usury money.
2: is that's you know that that's that is the definition of usury that's why we call it usury
1: well i mean there's that and then there are other other considerations at least Mm -hmm. the fact that i mean the the housing market and and how we do things has changed a lot um yeah nobody has money to buy a house anymore right um it's expected that you borrow money to buy a house or you rent and try to save but most people who rent don't ever save enough to buy a house. Right. So you can buy a house and start putting equity in because you have to pay that bill each month or rent and then usually spend the rest of your money on something else and not have any equity and end up with nothing. There is that, at least to consider, because um, I don't know... I I don't think people bought property that way in Aquinas's time.
2: People didn't buy property that way. Yeah.
1: People typically even a
2: hundred years ago. Yeah. I mean, Um, that's that, this idea that, that you can, that most property ownership is under a lien of a loan is, I think a fairly recent phenomenon in the world. Um, Yeah. And I think now what to do about it today is a different question than whether those who brought it to this point were were acting it, uh, immorally um, and and causing some kind of evil by doing so. But I think that the reason houses are so out of range of people's ability to simply save up and buy one. Is because of this phenomenon of banks making it easy to borrow money to buy houses. Well, if it's easy to borrow the yeah. money, then let's go ahead and charge a lot more for the house because more you know more people can buy them. Are so going let's yeah. let's amplify the price.
1: Here's one thing that, no matter what you say about this, uh, this is still true. Um, first of all. It, it to me it's kind of like uh casinos. And mm-hmm. if you point to say gambling and say this is a sin is not a sin, you can't make this be a sin just by saying how bad it is. Gambling is still not a sin. But right. An individual act look of at gambling. What, right. Right. When you look at what gambling does and it the way it ruins lives, and then you look at the people who uh profit from it.
0: Mm
1: hmm. Um, you can't help but seeing that that there's a bunch of guys making millions of dollars off of other people's uh, weaknesses and vices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you look at the look, all the big buildings, they're owned by banks, mm-hmm. all the stadiums, they're all owned by banks or at least they're named after banks. I, I don't know why that is, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's just all the money is in banks. So, and then the fact that so many people get trapped in that whole credit card thing and end up, uh, sometimes having to, you know, hitting the bottom and having to declare bankruptcy and then, mm-hmm. you know, kind of relearning how
2: they, kind of manage how they money. Yeah.
1: manage money. Um, mm. Just tells me that there's something wrong with it,
0: well, and
2: From I the think
1: very that's start, a good point. the way it's set up
2: because I mean just like yeah like just just like with gambling okay, with gambling, an individual act of gambling is not a sin, but it's very clear that the institution of gambling is a evil institution,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean when you Maybe it's just because they've made it so easy to do. I don't know. You know. Well, I mean, and I think couple. the same
2: thing is is true with with uh, lending. So, if a, a person were to set up a you know an institution of lending and make it so that all of those considerations that that we brought you know up are addressed within the lending uh practices but short of that there's not a um there's not a profit in the lending activity yeah it would meet the you know the uh it would it would not run afoul of the condemnations of usury right um whether something like that could actually work or, as a business or not i don't know and, and you know we'll talk about that too but given that even even if an individual act of say lending is maybe a good thing because it allows this one person to achieve this one thing or whatever it's clear that the overall institution of lending from how high it drives housing costs and and everything else yeah. um there's something evil about it, right? It, and it, and it's it,
1: often, it's it's a mis, it's a mislabeled evil. Evil a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Remember, uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. The whole deal that that the bank was some cold-hearted thing that wouldn't give money to people to buy houses and the building and loan was this virtuous thing where they let people borrow money um, before they've saved up enough money to buy a house. Mm -hmm. And you see the David and Goliath here, but really the building and loan, which kept lending out money, even to people who really probably never would pay it back. That's really the problem that's happening right now.
2: Yeah, that's why we're we're seeing bank closures in you know or, or whatever these like yeah. out on the west coast that. Um,
1: Damn it! It what? seems like it it might get bigger and bigger.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: you know. See, I I didn't know how true it was, but um. Uh, what's his name? Taylor Marshall did a show about uh, the Knights Templar,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it the way he talked it was one of the first international ways to lend and borrow money no kidding because it it was the first like international bank because they were in different countries they
2: were even associated with money
1: yeah and and they they had money and so people could borrow money from one nation and since they were in each nation they could go oh. to that same institution and pay it back in another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I guess the people got good and crafty and it was why King Philip was so much against them because he wanted that money and power. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how much that has to do with anything, but as uh as Taylor Marshall was talking about this, this is immediately what I was thinking about: was that, okay, yeah. so they're the Knights Templar, uh, and if they're borrowing and lending, then it steps awful close to usury.
2: Yeah, if depended on how the the repayment terms work, right. And but you know, here's the thing, though I I have to wonder if. Um, if we took to heart the usury prohibition, uh, Mm -hmm. the condemnation, um, and not only took to heart the specific condemnation of, of charging for the use of money um, that doesn't get used up. And again, uh, you know, even allowing for the, like, like we discussed the, the, the identification of what you borrowed as being, you know, an equivalent processing power, not a dollar, right? Right. not a specific numerical amount, whatever, even allowing for that, the idea that you don't, try, you know, you don't have somebody pay to use something that doesn't get used up when it's used. Okay. Take that and then back that up and apply it to things that do get used up. So, for example, let's say I have a chainsaw. It's kind of funny you brought up chainsaws earlier because I intended to use this yeah. this uh, example. So I have a really nice chainsaw that I bought. You know, I spent $500 on it. So that's a pretty good one. And I'm going to, you know, it's expected to have, I don't know, let's say 10,000 hours of, of uh, usable runtime um, yeah. as a chainsaw. And I, I don't know if that. You know, I don't know how, how much use the chainsaw gives, but let's say 10,000 hours. And during that 10,000 hours, it's expected that I will um, spend, say, $1,500 all told on maintenance and and uh, chain sharpening and, and replacements and stuff like that to get the 10,000 hours of good use out of it. Okay. So... I take that chainsaw and I turn it into a little business. I say, okay, yeah, I'm going to rent out my chainsaw to people and they can borrow it and then bring it back with a little bit of a use fee. Mm
0: -hmm. Now,
2: if I think of $500 that I spent on the chainsaw, $1,500 total for the, um, you know, maintenance and and so forth. And it's only expected to have a life of 10,000 hours then I should, in theory, that's 10,000 divided by 2,000 or 2,000 rather divided by 10,000. I should, in theory, be charging somebody, um, you know, like, I I don't know exactly what the math is, but let's say 50 cents per running hour of using that chainsaw. But if I do that, then I'm exact, I exactly break even on that chainsaw. Yeah. But you know, the way tool rental places actually do it, that they have the chainsaw and it's like, okay, yeah, you can borrow the chainsaw. It's $20 a day. So, you know, in, in much less than 10,000 hours of time, I've repaid not only the cost of the saw and all expected costs of maintenance of the saw, but, but then also am reaping for myself a healthy profit. Now, here's the thing. Even those who are most, you know, stubbornly, I'll, I'll, you know, and I don't mean that word in a bad way, against lending money at interest because it's usury, have they really thought that under that theory, under which usury is wrong to begin with, renting things at a profit that goes above and beyond the, the cost of their use should itself also be immoral? Or not? How is it that the one is and the other isn't? Yeah. And that makes me think that if if we were to take that to heart and say, you know what, it really is immoral. As a society, I mean, if we were to do that. And therefore, the whole idea of the rental market, the idea that, that all you ever pay for is the use of something not um the thing itself and and get rid of that and go back to a much you know simpler you know cash for items kind of of society i wonder if that would also make us a lot healthier as an economy and as a society
1: uh you wonder if we as a society applied that to renting everything so that nobody rents anything People only buy things.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know. Uh,
1: I don't know because here's the thing: is that we are moving in the opposite direction. Oh, I know. The whole when when you hear them say you'll own nothing and love it, yeah, they're not. That's exactly they're not what talking they about taking all your
2: goods. No, so, they're talking about that everything you do. You know, there's there's a a uh, you see these acronyms all over the place in, in the, um, you know, as a engineer, especially a software engineer, and take whatever your favorite thing is to own and add, put that initial and follow it by AAS, which means as a service. So SAAS is software yeah. as a service. That means you don't r- buy software and run it on your computer instead you pay for the running of software on an Amazon server, yeah, um, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, there's you know there's car manufacturers who want to go to a model of you know driving as a service, yeah. not in the sense that they give you chauffeurs, but in the sense that
0: no, you never own your own
2: car. Well, you just keep yeah, paying a fee you, you for the use of a car, kind of like a, a rental model, except. You never exit. It's not actually renting because it's not, you're a not Yeah,
1: you're not renting the item. You're you're paying for the just use paying of the for item. The use. Exactly. This this is what they're talking about when they say you'll own nothing and love it. They're just mm-hmm. they're not trying to th- threaten that no one's going to be allowed to own things. They're just yeah. they're talking about a way of doing things so that you don't have a house you pay for the use of a house you don't have a toilet you pay for the use of the toilet everything you have you pay
2: for its use mm-hmm. and and their prediction and is that everybody's mm-hmm. going to be happier for for doing it that way right and i, I am I, I, I i'm know. i'm hypothesizing that first of all that very trend is usury in the extreme because it's, it's usury not just applied to money, but applied to everything. And if we, if we look at why usury is wrong when it comes to money, then we would also include that usury over and above the true cost of use is wrong for items too. And if we were to, if we were to take that to heart and back that off and, and, deflect the as a service trend and go back to owning things, I think we would be both happier and better off economically. Possibly.
1: But in cases where say, uh, I have a flooded basement, I need a auger that will reach the blockage. And I I don't have $4,000. So I have to to go rent one from home Depot. Um, what i i'd be stuck i could i would just live with a clogged basement i guess with poop water or, all over the place or
2: you would you would hire a guy i mean you know you would hire so a guy to come yeah. do it he has his own right and you're just paying him for his service then yeah
1: that is true um i don't know because the the contention is that property makes us unhappy Owning things makes us unhappy because we become obsessed with whatever it is that we own, whether it's your property or your money or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's kind of the liberal charge, you know, or at least one of them. Yeah. Is that ownership, private property is what makes us unhappy. And this is I mean, that's communism. Mm hmm. (laughs) <laughs> um and i I can kind of see it's like you you spend part of your life trying to obtain these things, yeah, and after you've attained obtained a certain amount of things, you become proud of it, but let's say that wasn't there, let's say you can't obtain things mm-hmm. All you can do is have paid for whatever. Yeah. Um, What exactly do you have to be proud of after that? Well,
2: that's what would be your source
1: of satisfaction where when you sit back at the end of the day, drinking your beer and just thinking about whatever your life and what you've done and stuff like that. If you, you don't have anything tangible to show for it. And, um, I, I think that's the opposite of, uh, I think that's the opposite problem with greed. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that you, you, you don't even try to obtain things. Instead, you're just kind of flowing through life. Um, Of course, you have nothing now to hand down to your kids. Uh, There's no more inheritance because what can you leave? Uh, That's another thing they're trying to get rid of.
2: Yeah, yeah, the idea of leaving stuff to your kids. Well, you know, the thing is, I mean, for for a Catholic or even, you know, for a Christian generally, um, I mean, we know that many of the happiest saints didn't own anything particularly. right? Um, and we have that. We know that, okay, really at the end of the day, uh, our satisfaction, uh, let's not call it pride, but our satisfaction is in okay. knowing that we've served God. And we see that in our interactions with our children and everything else. Um But sometimes that also even is in our things. Okay, so um, you know we're, we're I, you know we're sitting in our houses right now, and the fact that we have a house, we're putting a roof over our children's heads and and our wives' heads and and our own heads, um, and creating an environment in which they can grow closer to God, in which they can uh, spend time reading uh, you know, the, the works of the church, the works of the saints and so forth. Um, instead of having to, uh, you know, scrounge up and down the highways, um, looking for cans to turn in for, yeah, you know, for food each day, um, that's, it, our, our satisfaction is in that aspect of those things that we even accumulate and own. Not not merely that we we try not to be like the guy that Jesus was talking about with the silos who, you know, he said, hey, you know, I've I've got so much I know I'll build bigger ones. Um, So, Um,
1: and it's also uh, part of that includes our families being comfortable where they are in that there's not a landlord somewhere who would kick them out for missing a couple payments. Right. Or something yeah. of that nature. So, or, or that if if they accidentally knock a hole in the wall, it's not going to be the end of
2: the world. <laughs> yeah, or it's ours like that. to fix, or not. Yeah, um, that's exactly exactly. So, but the thing is, um, but here's the thing in in this communist world where we don't have that ownership in order to tie in with, with our service of God and, and our uh, responsibilities mm-hmm. to our family and that kind of thing, um, our life is still a life of service to God. Our relationships and our interactions with our family are still around that. And we as Christians will have that as a point of satisfaction. But what really worries me about this you know, sort of communist trend, the, the the new communism, let's call it. Yeah. Is how many people aren't particularly Christian or religious and they don't have yeah. that. So now what are they going to sit back and be satisfied about? They have to go find something because, you know, as human beings, we want to feel like we're accomplishing something and we want to feel like we're accomplishing something bigger than, them, than ourselves so they're going to go around looking for other things to try to be satisfied for to try to be proud of or whatever and that's where things are going to get into trouble they they're going people will be led down all kinds of crazy wrong paths that will cause violence and disruptions in society and what is communist, communism's answer to that? Well, we've already seen what communism's answer to that. The answer to it is, oh, the thing that's bigger than you that you need to be proud of being a part of is the, the state, state, the party. That's yeah. what. That's where your pride is. That's where your satisfaction is. You just be a proud comrade or whatever working for the good of the, the party and the state, and that's good enough for you. Well, we know that doesn't work. Um, right. That's
1: another big but, part of this is, is I don't know why, um, like this new flavor of it is supposed to be different than the, than old, the old flavor. It, of it. It's exactly it's really the, the same thing. Yeah. And um, just like the old flavor, nothing, the state owns everything.
2: Just like the old what flavor. Did, what happened? It, it's going to be, you know, the, the, in order for it to appear to work, Christianity will have to be suppressed just like in every communist experiment that's ever been done yeah and brutally suppressed yeah. and
1: i mean we we're, we're seeing right now there there i don't know what i got three three mass shootings here this week
2: um yeah there was one in texas i heard some kind of mall or something i didn't know about the other two well, there's a anyway
1: the 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 mass killing anyway. Mm-hmm. um, We've been it's been kind of a theme in our uh, podcast for the past couple of weeks. By the way, last week's podcast got ruined. Uh, oh, really? The sound it, just okay. Yeah, I was so, cut out. I wondered it of never it came and out. And I was like, what's going I the news. I think I have and I'm this close to mm-hmm. just publishing the news as that week. put yourself and give but, a kind of um, a
2: uh, preamble and say hey guys sorry we yeah. lost this one but here's the news.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, uh but the 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 craziness of the world is on full display right now and it's it's not like it's just America, it, it's mm-hmm. everywhere. Um and there are i don't know there 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 are different kinds of economies and i don't know i was well, no, i mean you're, I was you're thinking right. of another subject there are different because, kinds of
2: economies because for example i mean it it if an economy can be fairly unaffected by say outsiders, take, take like, mm-hmm. you know, the economy that, that Jesus grew up in. Okay. Um, the baseline of that economy was your day wager day, day wage earner, your day worker, your daily wage yeah. earner. Now here's the thing. There was a, a certain uh, monetary um, amount that a wage earner would earn for a day's work. And that amount was the amount needed to feed a household for a day. Now, I I don't know how it worked with the Sabbath. Maybe maybe it was like six days of work actually earned seven of these or whatever. I I, I don't know. But, but the point is um, it was that day's worth of work. That was the real um, basis for the economy. So the flower, um, mill, who had the flour that they could sell to people, knew that, oh, this is the amount of money this person worked a day in order to have this amount of money, which my flour costs for a day's worth, and the same thing for the oil, and the same thing for the meat from the butcher, and so on, and it all just worked because they all knew, hey, he worked that amount, therefore, he contributed the right amount to our running of our society, and therefore... For that, I give him this over, and then I've got that, and then I can use it to buy the other parts that I don't have for my day's meal at my house. Well, you know, there's not – the concept of inflation doesn't really even work there or apply there because it's that – it's the labor that is the foundation of the monetary unit. Yeah. Um, And and that doesn't inflate or deflate. So – but you know, Maybe, the you know,
1: so most of the economy revolves around the production of things that get used, um, mm-hmm. and, and using them, for instance, like flour mills, people would build flour mills and then they yeah. would mill flour, yeah, <laughs> um, and it. But every now and then there were bigger feats that the king wanted a huge palace or uh, oh, yeah, say the yeah. pyramids, and it it seems like most of that was done by either slavery or once again we're back to to loaning money
0: because um, oh, I I, right. I
1: know even in even in these old times I don't understand a con- um. I don't understand money really. Mm-hmm. And and I hear these other podcasts who talk about money as a concept instead of as a thing. And they try to make it understandable. And I don't think they really do, but they talk about the fact that even back in ancient England, uh, the Kings were getting taken by these families who got together and loaned money. And that's how these families got rich. And, but Either way, um, the only way that people were able to accomplish these gigantic things is by uh, either slavery or slave labor. Mm -hmm. And when they came to America, something changed. And... The people who contributed to building something big like Sears Tower or whatever uh there there was a lot there was slave labor oh, yeah, in that yeah, they some... earned just enough to feed their family, and that's it, and right. maybe that kind of went back and forth there and wavered as the unions started getting bigger, things like that. but the beautiful part was that we could accomplish these gigantic things and not everyone would be slaves more and more people well, were able to uh, take part in it and earn money in a way that they weren't able to in times of
2: past even if did even if they didn't earn money at it um and even if the labor was um at some level slave labor we were able to do it without um grabbing a bunch of people and saying this is what you're going to do yeah i mean i mean they they may have been forced by circumstance well i got to get money for to feed my family okay this is a job i'll go do this job but it was that kind of circumstance it was still voluntary in that sense it wasn't a uh hey the king wants a uh a new palace built okay all the provinces are going to have to send you know Two thousand slaves each to work on the king's palace it, yeah. it, it wasn't like that
1: right, and but of course, this I guess couldn't have happened without credit <clears throat> without the usury, but um I don't know
2: well that's that's the the problem because it 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 couldn't in the sense that without the possibility of the gain from usury, nobody who had accumulated that amount of money, the amount of money needed for these projects, would lend that money. So right. what's your incentive to accumulate and then lend the money unless by doing so you gain profit? Yeah. So our projects without the reality of usury would be a lot smaller. It's it's not like there would be no projects right. and no economic growth and no development, but they would definitely be smaller. Yeah. Which I mean. Might not I don't know. I mean, okay, a world without a, a cluster building. Okay, is that a is yeah. that a, a terribly tragic world? I you know.
1: <laughs> it might be good. The problem is that uh, if we were the only country doing that, then mm-hmm. Uh, we would easily be overtaken and we yeah. would be gone because other countries will do it. Um, I don't know if that's a, yeah,
2: that's, that's, well, that that to me sort, falls but... into this. I mean, you know, we can, what if history and, and then there's, you know, even if we identify something as the way things should not be, what to do about it now is, is a different kind of right. question yeah and no yeah tearing down all of society and and doing a great reset is not the answer no matter what that's not the answer no matter what our um, book says <laughs> in fact i was listening it's... i was listening to to somebody talking about some of the visions uh, uh you know some of the more uh scary visions uh, you know of uh mary uh like like yeah and, and stuff like that and and some of the descriptions of like the 3 days darkness and stuff like that and it's like you know that that's a real global reset. I don't think we want right. a global reset.
1: Right. Um, hold on a second.
0: So
1: um yeah, and, and that's what I was going to say. Unless it's initiated by God, then if it's initiated by God, I guess I'm all for it. But uh, <laughs> when when the King of England and a couple other bank owners decide they're going to reset society, which they're mm-hmm. doing, and I, we seem...
2: Everybody's going along The only
1: thing we can do about it right now is just mm-hmm. talk about it and yeah. resist in any little pocket that we can find, but... <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's a. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. We've been an hour at this.
2: You got anything to add? Um. Nope, not really. I'm just, you know, it's like. Okay. I. I just. I part of me wonders, would it be possible? It's a lot to think. To, yeah. to to run a bank that loaned money successfully, that did not run afoul of prohibitions against usury, in the in the strictest sense, um, right? But but then the, that other question that really nags my mind is: well, if those prohibitions against usury are real, there should be an equivalent prohibition against overusury with regards to tangible things.
1: Yeah. Um. I get the thing is I mean is, is the church wrong about it or was the church describing something that uh doesn't exist in our situation here you know when the church says no usury
2: oh no i think they're i i think it does exist in our situation i mean you know when a bank is, is earning not only the inflation plus the administrative costs plus the risk, but then profit on top of that for the loaning of money, yeah. which I think almost all credit cards are like that. Which there's a lot of. Yeah. yeah. That's whole, clearly whole usury, of. and that's clearly the usury condemned by the church, and it exists very much in today's world. That's that's without yeah. a doubt in my mind. I'm just wondering, if, if somebody wanted homes. to, could they create a, a, an, a, an actual bank institution that that didn't violate those uh, maybe that's what
1: the Knights Templar was. Maybe
2: that's what they were. Maybe maybe we need a new Knights Templar yeah. then.
1: Okay. I guess what we'll do here is talk about news. All right. Uh, I'll start with these mass killings. We, had, we got a boy yeah, we talked about in him. Serbia who kills nine people at an elementary school. Kids uh, or
2: teachers or both?
1: I guess both. Okay. Just says nine people. Uh, this is in Serbia. Mm-hmm. And then we've got this other one. Uh, let's see. One person killed. Four others are injured in a shooting at a medical facility in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. You know, I have to medical think maybe facility. that's... Yeah, I, I, I'll bet that's more like uh, a... Uh, gang-related thing. Oh, okay. And it doesn't really have the sound. It's Maybe. hard to tell because they're saying anything where more than three people have been shot is a, mass, a mass shooting, shooting. And mm. it's like... And they're just reporting everything as mass shooting. It's like, that's not a mass shooting. That's
2: a gang war. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, special A medical facility could be something related to drugs. Yeah. Uh, let's see.
1: And then we've got this... This guy in... uh... Oh, wait a minute. No, okay. That that one in Patterson... uh... That one, it's... uh... I can't find his first name. His name's Patterson. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the one in Atlanta. Oh, okay. His mom is coming out saying that uh, he had mental instability and that he was trying to... He was trying to get Adaban.
2: Oh, which okay. is a,
1: a medicine. Yeah, it's a medicine. He was trying to get Adderall, and I guess he uh, they the Veterans Affairs health system wouldn't give it to him because they would they said it was too addicting. Ah. Uh, and uh, was it they something? They gave him something else. Okay. I think he did I think he was just drug seeking and he couldn't get the drug. So the he drug went in and shot so the place. It stuff. is
2: drug related, not gang drug related though. Yeah. But uh, that's kinda yeah, that we have got is this something that he that he would have been on for life? You no, know, mental instability. Think... You know how people like they okay, this is yeah, my antipsychotic drug, know. you just gotta stay on it all your life. And the reason no, I bring I that don't... up maybe is because if it's like that, so. who cares if it's addicting?
1: Yeah, I know, but the problem is, if um, if you're going to take an addictive drug, mm-hmm. then you should have, whether it's a narcotic or not, you should have one specific doctor who's in charge yeah. of you and that drug. Whereas this guy's, I think, going to a, a
2: so you don't get a bunch I of. I guess them.
1: he was going to e- ER or something. I you see. Know?
2: Yeah, that shouldn't be
1: and. People going to the ER or wherever say, hey, I'm out of Ativan. And it's like, well, I'm I'm here for emergencies. So I'm not here to uh, yeah.
2: Cause you're give prescription you your right dosage. Right.
1: Yeah. You you need to go to a real doctor. That is one of the problems that's happening.
2: Um, We've known people who have it been. Yeah. Like, and it's
1: like. Yeah. Okay. It affects people. Yeah. You put someone on a drug that they're going to be addicted to and then either that doctor stops practicing or mm-hmm. even if things like there's a paperwork mess up and it's like suddenly you can't get a drug that you're already addicted to. And if you go to the ER, they say, well, no, I'm not going to give you that because it's addictive. And it's like, yeah, no, duh, I'm addicted. I need it. So, and if in
2: addition, the drug is is serving the purpose of of counteracting some psychological condition you've got like this perfect storm now you've
1: got a double whammy mental
2: instability going on Uh,
1: I think the general problem here is that the uh, the drug companies are kind of running everything now and Mm -hmm. it's like they they play this game where they're like trying to help us by not putting us on uh you know vicodin or percocet but they will put us on methadone mm-hmm. or, and it's like no matter what they're putting us on drugs that we will be addicted to for life yeah that all it seems like that's the job of doctors anymore is to see how many see how many drug users they could make whether it's uh Psychological drugs or pain drugs or birth control. Birth control is a big one. Everybody's on some kind of birth control. Mm-hmm. It's insane how many people are on birth control. So, I don't know. This guy went nuts and started shooting the place up. Uh, we got eight people killed and seven injured during a mass shooting at a shopping mall in Allen, Texas. That's the one I heard about. I saw the beginning of that. That was. Uh, what they had like footage that... like CNN is, is trying they kept trying to call it a, a white supremacist a what uh, thing white supremacy shooting but he was in a white neighborhood and so it's like he a white, lived white white mall. in a white in a more black neighborhood so as a so white he supremacist his... he
2: goes to his white neighborhood and shoots a bunch of people that doesn't make sense
1: yeah leaving the blacks behind in his old neighborhood and on top of all that, he's like—he's not just a little bit; he's very Hispanic. Mm-hmm. He's oh. obviously Hispanic. He's so, not white. But
2: this not is even not a world. white supremacist. Thing. So, <laughs> I right. think they wanted so to say they're hearing that, that the it Texas might be not
1: white supremacy. Is it? Yeah, uh, that's just not true. That's a lie. Uh, Eight people are killed and nine others injured when a driver crashes into a group of pedestrians in Brownsville, Texas.
0: Damn.
1: This was like... There was this SUV. You can see it speeding up towards them pretty mm-hmm. far away. I Some people are saying it might have been a, a lost control problem. But it doesn't look that way. But it was a group of uh, immigrants who mm-hmm. were at kind of like a shelter type Oh. Place, and he just smashed through them all. Eight people killed, nine others What about others him? What happened to him? Uh, he... As soon as the wreck happened, he got out of the truck and tried to get away. Uh, the men there grabbed him and held him, and I, I guess he's in because, custody so he's right we'll, So,
0: we'll... We'll yeah. hear
2: more about that
1: one. We'll find day, out then. what it is. Yeah. Um... Researchers announced the successful extraction of ancient DNA from a 20,000-year-old elk tooth pendant. So they found a a little tooth made into a necklace.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And from that, they were able to get the DNA of the person who wore it, I guess. Oh, not of the elk? Uh, Not of the elk, the person who had who would warn it uh, through some kind of new method that can isolate DNA that's present in skin cells, sweat, or other bodily fluids, and might be absorbed by something else, like an elk tooth. Huh. I don't know how an elk tooth uh, absorbs uh, sweat or DNA, but apparently it does, and so they can, it keeps it something that's handled by someone 20,000 years later. There like the this. where did they find the kind of It was in a cave and it it was it was like a necklace. Of oh, what what country? Um Let's see. Okay. Uh Den- Denisova Cave, which is in Altai Mountains, Siberia. Okay. Now,
2: so I guess there could be I, some I, I preservation because it's cold. Yeah. But I don't how, know. I, how do I they know that this thing? Like this? How do they know this thing wasn't handled in the last fifty years? Yeah. But well, why maybe do they know that the DNA is twenty thousand years, years, years old?
1: That might be part of the claim. Is that maybe that's why they're saying it's twenty thousand years old? because the DNA matches what they think it would be 20,000 years ago. Oh. I, I just, I, I, I kind of doubt
2: <laughs> I'm things like
1: this. I, I think, you know, we talked last week about, about our understanding of... Like red giants. Uh, gravity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, red giants. And I, okay, yeah, it makes sense the way to describe it, but there's a whole lot that doesn't make sense yet. And so when they start predicting...
2: Although we just Uh, don't know. The orbit
1: of planets and things like that. And then they're wrong about it. It's like, okay, see, right now, the first thing you have to admit is that you don't know something that Mm -hmm. you thought you knew. So let's discuss why you were wrong. Maybe before you start making outrageous claims of finding uh, 20,000-year-old DNA in a tooth. Yeah. From not the animal that's tooth it belongs, to it is. you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like if they found a human tooth and oh wow, twenty year old.
2: And yeah, like if they extracted it from like the root of the tooth or something like that, and said, okay, yeah, we got this DNA out of that. That that would that's, be a lot more believable. That's the other
1: thing: is why why do we have a tooth that's twenty thousand year old years old? Of a deer, and not a tooth from 2, 000, twenty thousand
2: year old person. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Why, is Why the couldn't we do the same thing with a person's the tooth? The whole person's skeleton, right? Would, yeah. That, I mean, we would think that same extraction technique would work even couldn't better. could we use that with a real tooth? tooth?
1: Yeah. Why like, can't we get the elk's DNA mm-hmm. and see what those things really look like, or so that I just um, yeah. Yeah, I'm skipping. Uh, four members of the Proud Boys are found guilty of seditious conspiracy by a jury in Washington, D.C. Yeah, that's real fair.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. If it's in Washington, D.C., yeah, it, it's, the, it's the, false. It's, <laughs> this is terrible. Or, I mean, I don't mean you that know, I the, was, the conviction is false. I mean that the, you know. Yeah,
1: it's unfair. I I feel sorry for these guys. But I remember when that time was coming up, okay, to be fair, there were a lot of people thinking, hey, we can take over the White House and Trump's going to lead us all. There, there were people who thought that. And a lot of the people who went to Washington, I think, thought were going to be led into battle. There were a bunch of other people who just thought it was going to be a great big protest. Mm-hmm. Between those two people... I think they were all i think they were all stupid um the guys who thought we were gonna i mean i remember we talked about it sometime yeah trump could take over uh trump could make this not happen but in order to have done that he would have had to gotten control of the military
0: mm-hmm.
1: long before the uh election yeah so that he could say hey this was unfair. We're going to have a new election and we're going to make sure it's fair.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He could have done that, but he didn't. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, you lost your chance. You lost because you didn't protect your rights
2: to, to whatever. Yeah. Yeah. To a fair and, election to begin with.
1: And then, you know, as if, if you listened to our uh, conversation with Randall Terry. You know that we've been seeing this kind of injustice for a long time. It's just that most of the world closed their eyes to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the first time this
2: kind of crap. More is... people paid attention to it,
1: right? But this kind of stuff happened to the pro-lifers all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it was it was a terrible thing then, and it's a terrible thing now. It's just that now, I guess it's good that more people are seeing it, and more people are saying, "Hey." there's a incredible misuse of the uh, law enforcement things here, you know, yeah. <laughs> but it is, you know, I, I could see that coming from a mile away. I thought there's no way I would go to Washington on, on that day that Trump wanted us all to gather. And I, I think I remember saying something, Hey, yeah, we should all be ready, but, but, to to fight back uh, physically, yeah. but only when Trump leads it with a military.
0: Right, we right.
1: can't do it without a military. It's stupid if you try to and do it. It's clear that the military, the military has to be has the one doing it.
0: His, I think
2: there are significant right. factions of the military have never seen him as a commander in chief.
1: Right. Uh, World Health Organization announces that it no longer considers COVID-19 to be the global health emergency. Instead, they're classifying it—they're classifying it as a uh, what a global health threat. COVID, that that thing that happened like that, four years ago. Yeah,
2: that—that that everybody was wrong about.
1: Yeah do you know we have a new because because they need people to take care of all the different interests like uh uh social media and stuff like that mm-hmm. and now we have a new interest called AI and we need somebody to be the czar
2: for that well, the, to, so there's gonna be a, to a, a keep uh, it under control uh, department of AI is, is, is AI. there gonna be a new cabinet member yeah. the the Secretary of well, AI on the president's uh, staff.
1: You'll never guess who it is. Uh oh, this is a real guess thing. Who it is? Yeah, uh, <laughs> all right, Kamala Harris.
2: Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it is such a joke. It's so dumb. I just can't believe how dumb it is. We I mean, we... you, you, you could only be worse with AOC. Well, maybe even that. Then, at least AOC. I don't know the difference between those two. One's is fancy. Either the one. Other, Kamala they're, they're banned in different
2: way. You've got the. It's like AOC, astoundingly know unintelligent, how she is. in charge of artificial intelligence. <laughs>
1: yeah, so we're gonna put her in charge of all the fake intelligence. Oh my intelligence. gosh! I guess you know. I guess any well, intelligence fitting, that, you know? that
2: appears to come from her is fake anyway. So you, yeah. may as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. In Peru. 27 people are killed in a fire that breaks out in a gold mine. Huh. That's weird that a fire would break out in a gold mine and kill 27 people. I wonder... Well, I mean, like, I
2: guess no matter what you're mining, you've got concerns about Would be like structures? Like, well, methane and stuff like that. Well, there's that, but that would almost be more like an explosion. Well, yeah, you would expect that to explode, not just be a fire. That's true. I don't know. That's weird. That's a weird one. Yeah.
1: King Charles III and Queen Camilla are crowned in a ceremony mm-hmm. at Westminster Abbey in London, United Kingdom. Yep. Who cares? Whatever. I don't know what, blah, blah, some blah. people really get into that. I'm like, whatever. I, I mean, could care less. We, I, don't, we, like, don't, I we don't like. We don't have kings. Kings are idiots. So what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the royal uh, family of uh, what do they call it? I can't think of the word? Uh, cousins with cousins. Oh, nope. Stuff yeah. Like that.
2: I believe it's Incestuous? Yeah. Incestuous? Incest
1: and uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Vietnam records its highest temperature ever at 111.56 degrees. That's hot. LA. Uh, women. Oh. I read L.A. It's not L.A. It's Laos. Also oh, right. records its highest temperature of 110.3.
2: Man, that's hot. Um,
0: We've had it up to hot. 100, I don't, I don't but I just,
2: sometimes. Like when we were growing up, once in a while it would be like a really, really hot day. And I remember sometimes yeah, it'd be a, creep up a little bit over 100. Yeah. Um I don't... I mean, it's a hotter area
1: anyway, but I don't. How long has Vietnam been recording their temperatures?
2: Well, that's a good point. Maybe not I as mean, long as. I mean, is it? Do they say the United maybe States? Maybe like not
1: even ten years. No. Mm-hmm. Um. I think we're gonna keep seeing a push, and the recording of high temperatures. Oh,
2: they're gonna make and a more and more of a thing of it. This is yeah,
1: Global and and warming. this wind. I, I'm sorry, There's something weird about the wind. Yeah. I don't think it's climate think change. It's if it is climate natural. change, oh well. But i I just starting to think maybe it's not quite natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they're going to use it as an excuse to clamp down on whatever they want to clamp down on. It changes. Uh, three women are killed and three others injured when a MiG-21 aircraft from the Indian Air Force crashes into a house where in, in India on
2: in Pakistan yeah okay yeah
1: pilot safely ejected from the aircraft so i guess he was going down he ejects the plane crashes flies into, into a world. house yeah uh I, why are there six women there in the house yeah three women killed and war- three injured
2: war- i mean you know and this is it near pakistan yeah. those Area, it, the people live very densely.
1: Yeah, I remember when we uh, remember that the, that group of uh, Indians that uh,
2: that we saw at the, the gorge, Red River Gorge. Yeah,
1: yeah, they had like little pup tents, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and they were like three and four inside these little pup tents. Yeah. where I would never ever have even one person in yeah, there. No, with me. it's no, like that's... these are personal tents. Yeah, no, they're piled in there. Yuck.
0: That's right.
2: Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're okay with it. Yeah. It's just how they live. Uh, you know, I know yeah. a guy, just just, just, kind of a, a side story, apropos of, of just the idea of different people just had different ways of living. Um, mm-hmm. A guy, an engineer that I knew was from the Middle East. And in the Middle East, men who are friends... It's not uncommon for them to just hold hands while they're walking. That's um, gross. Well, yeah. And he went, you know, he had developed a close friendship with somebody here in the States. He went to take his hand. You know, the three actions. You can
1: get your teeth knocked out, buddy. That's
2: right. <laughs> I don't
1: care how much you like me. I ain't holding your hand. Yep. A uh, nine-member jury in Manhattan federal court mm-hmm. finds Trump liable for sexually abusing a magazine writer in the 1990s, and then also finds him liable for defaming her. By saying uh, he's ordered it? to pay, yeah, uh, Gene <laughs> Carroll, you know that, five million dollars. That just seems odd. Um,
2: okay, somebody accuses you of something, whether you did it or not simply denying that you did it should not open you up to a defamation charge sure it's stupid it's this, and it, and and it, it th- shows I mean this is just a continuation of Trump derangement syndrome yeah
1: yeah this is all about getting rid of Trump
2: I don't know this This
1: guy George Santos from New York's third congressional district is charged mm-hmm. with 13 counts of fraud and financial crimes uh, he was actually taken into custody um I, I just, I, I don't know anymore. The problem is that I believe all politicians are crooked. Or I don't anyway. think any yeah. of them are not crooked. But if we're going to start going after people for things like this, I think uh, we should go after all of them. Go after the top. Every single. I mean, how the, are they not the going first after family. Hunter Biden yeah. and Joe Biden? The whole first family. We, I mean, we know he he admitted prosecuted. it on public television. Mm-hmm. It's like.
2: This sucks. No, no, oh, I, well. I, I agree. Um, what was the? There was a, a show. Shoot, and it tied into what it, exactly what you're saying somehow. Um, like a like
1: a uh, podcast or no
2: a, no 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 like a movie or something like um, movie. It had to do with, with, uh, Oh, okay. All right. I don't want to bring it up. I, I just realized okay. what it is and it's not something we should bring up on our podcast, but ask me about it afterwards. And you can right. like erase that.
1: So we'll go to Josh. Uh, we'll go to life news items. Now, Josh Alexander says that his parents have been suspended from their jobs on the Ontario, Ontario school board. So, okay. you remember Josh yep. Alexander, the guy who didn't want to let men in into the girls' bathrooms. bathrooms. He Seems said, nope, like a normal that's gross. In you, a Catholic school. At a Catholic
2: school. Boys should not be going into the girls' bathrooms. Boys cannot be girls, period. Never happened. They shouldn't act like it.
1: And he's not even Catholic.
2: Yeah. He's showing up the Catholic Church by speaking the truth. San Antonio voters
1: overwhelmingly reject a radical pro-abortion slash pro-marijuana referendum. Now, this one, I remember when they were getting ready to try to pass this. Mm -hmm. I I heard about it on a show, and I don't remember which show, but he was talking about the fact that uh, a lot of people out there will vote for anything that legalizes marijuana.
2: Even if it carries with it, it whatever garbage, abortion, homo, whatever, it doesn't matter. Democrats
1: are are sticking all kinds of stuff into these pro-marijuana bills Mm -hmm. just to get either themselves elected to office or get the referendums passed. Well, San Antonio voters in Texas said no way. Cool. Um, Oklahoma bans state business with BlackRock. Who's BlackRock? Uh, BlackRock is a giant, uh, I guess, real estate or finance company that... Oh, this uh, is the one with like the, is,
2: that wanted to do the whole... Um, lend, like, lending only to people that would agree to...
1: Yeah. Well, there's that, and, and the they also... Uh, an awful lot of America right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're part of the group that's buying uh, property. Oh, everywhere.
2: buying up farmland and, and stuff like that.
1: If I understand it okay. right. They're, but, yeah, I uh, like, I get, you know, these Chinese are the kinds of things too. that I think really need to happen. Mm-hmm. The states need to step in. Yeah. The states should be stepping in and saying, look, Bill Gates is not going to buy all our farm property uh, mm-hmm. Bill Gates is no longer allowed to own property in this state because it's clear that he's misusing it Yeah. and he's actually going, he, He's it's bad for the state, so we're going to stop it from happening and since we're a state, we can pass our own laws yeah. and it doesn't matter what the nation says about it we're going to stop this from happening the states need to start standing up um Let's see. At Manhattan Church, let's see. This is the Church of Saint Paul the Apostle in Manhattan. Okay. the a Catholic church. Has a blasphemous transgender slash pro gay art gallery. Oh my gosh! Like right there in the. Uh, I guess it was up around the altar. Oh wow. See. Uh, next to it's all next to the so altar. So they got gay. Gay and trans, trans... Here's the thing. When you look at the artwork, it's so... I okay, see, I, I guess I just don't know what I'm talking about. Because to me, it looks like Van Gogh. It looks like a guy who really couldn't draw too well. And so, uh, just...
2: It's, it's, it's poor art. So it's just artwork. bad art. It's just art, not good art. Uh, it it's art? just bad art. Is it art that's so bad that you can't even tell that it's like homo trans like promoting whatever?
1: I I couldn't quite tell. I think like when you have an eyeball on your hand, I think that means something.
2: Really? And I've never heard I, of I I can't quite I'm, tell. Did you say that an eyeball on your game? hand? Yeah. Okay. doesn't that mean something I have no idea I've, I've never heard of that or seen
1: that okay I didn't know that it was I, I can't look at it and tell that it's transgender but I, I, I'm just saying that this looks like something a three year old painted this looks like third grader art, art mm-hmm. that's what it looks like to me this is hey mommy look what I did oh let's hang it on the fridge Maybe it is. and to me that's what Van Gogh looks like well, I, but,
2: I don't think I don't Van Gogh looks say. like that I, okay. I don't get it <laughs> All right, uh, but the, the thing is, the, I think the bigger story though is that this. So it's intended to be a pro homo, pro trans, whatever, and it's yes. in near the altar it's at a Catholic, a Catholic church. church near the altar.
1: Yeah, and we'll by ahead. the
2: altar is where the tabernacle is. The the body blood, the, you know, the real presence, body blood, soul and divinity of our Lord is right there.
1: Why hasn't this pastor been fired in Laoside? Why
2: hasn't the pastor been fired and? Why isn't he afraid that God's going to, like, rain thunder down on this church like Sodom? Because they're no longer afraid of God because most of them don't well, believe don't in God. They don't even believe in God anymore. Priests don't believe in God. But bishops they should at believe least in believe, in, believe
1: in the bishop. Bishops don't
2: believe in God anymore.
1: I know, but priests should believe in the bishops. And the bishops should at least believe that, hey, I, I, I've got a following here. i got people who here don't like God. this yeah. stuff in my church but they don't Uh, even care about that anymore I I guess they're getting so much money from the state that they don't care if they lose followers
2: that could be Um, I mean it's like you could have like dioceses that are like completely devoid of congregants yeah nobody gives money and yet they thrive because of money from the state
1: yeah I, I mean that's I think that's why they were so willing to shut down all the churches in America. Because they didn't care. They, they shut them all either. down. Yeah. We, we don't need followers. We got money from the state. Tucker Carlson is going to be relaunching
2: his show directly to Twitter. Okay. Um I don't I mean, what it mean? Kind Wait, of, tw- is Twitter a, a streaming distribution thing now? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can use Twitter to stream. I did not know that. But I, so like, we're not even on Twitter. I know. So we're I, not on I Twitter. Mean,
2: I never go to Twitter anymore.
1: I wonder if I we know, should be doing I that. I don't even know
2: if my. But what? we wouldn't stream. We no. would just put the video on there.
1: Yeah. Maybe I should look into this.
2: I don't know. I, don't, I have been I, happily not, away, so away so far from social media for so long, yeah. and, and I do not want to go back. It feels like I, you know. Twitter. When I look is back at it, it's like, oh man, that was so yucky. I, and I just feel so much cleaner yeah. now.
1: Well, anyway, that's where Tucker Carlson's going to be broadcasting from. And I, I don't know. I We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I would say he's got one chance to do this right. Yeah. I hope he does it right. I hope he does it well. By the way, everybody. You know, like when Bill O'Reilly <clears throat> lost his job, mm-hmm. he didn't do anything. He right. didn't do it Afterwards, right anyway. Right.
2: Yeah. Um, you got to have a team for that he, to do it right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if so Tucker Carlson guess, took some people with him that? from Fox or he found his own new people or what, but you've got to have a team. I should hope
1: so. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> By the way, everybody, that last our our lost episode, we actually talked about a lot of that stuff in depth, but yeah. somehow, yeah, it got all messed up the the video and audio yeah. and stuff. So,
1: so Pope Francis hosted a Coptic. Hosted the patriarch of the Coptic uh, uh, Orthodox Church. Okay, so
2: Coptic is one of those who is not in union with Rome. Is that correct?
1: He is not in union with Rome. Mm -hmm. Uh, They broke away in like the 400s over the question of Jesus having two natures.
2: Okay. Um, Do they still uh, follow the heresy?
1: They still follow that heresy, and, of course, they don't believe in papal infallibility. Obviously. So there's two. Now, Pope Paul VI got together with their pope. I, I don't know why. They have a pope. Uh, and in 1973, he got together with him, and they signed this joint Christological declaration Um, and part of it agreed that there would be no attempts at proselytism between the two church they would not try to to us over and we would not not try try to like never our our relationship is going to be one where we don't try to Hmm. that seems idiotic it is if if it's not worth being Catholic. Well, why it's am also I here?
2: uncharitable. I mean, okay, it is worth being Catholic. Start with that. But then consider the extreme lack of charity. If it's worth
1: being Catholic. In the Pope. I should be trying to get them over oh, here. Yeah,
2: it's like, hey y'all, we're right. You're wrong. And you're wrong in ways that could very well through various ways end up sending a lot of your people to hell. But you know what? We're not going to try to convince you. You just go ahead, keep being wrong, and we'll be good. Imagine with that. if we're that's that's the all the charitable. That's the lack of charity being shown by this pope.
1: Yeah, What if we were all drinking water out of the same pond, mm-hmm. but here on our side of the pond, we found this uh, water purifier, and it's like it started a fight, and we agreed we won't try to get them to use our water purifier. And they won't
2: try to, try get, to get us, us to, not to, to drink the their nasty water. That
1: seems really mean. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's like
1: my gosh, what is this dog's problem?
2: Uh, yeah. right. oh. <clears throat> Something outside, I'm sure. <clears throat> All right.
1: Uh, anyway, I did. I did. And then Pope Francis, of course, reiterated this and uh allowed this Coptic Pope to uh offer a liturgy in St. John Lateran's Ooh.
2: Basilica. Yeah, that's bad. Which it's like maybe not know. as bad as the I mean, Anglicans, it's but it's, it's still bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. By the way, it's... everybody, they the specific heresy is called monophysitism. Um the heresy that Jesus only has one nature We know that he has two natures, a divine nature, which uh, is his essentially, and a human nature, which is assumed. See, part of the agreement,
1: uh, let's see if I can find this, shoot, part of the agreement that we sign, the Catholic Church, Pope Paul VI, and then, uh, and the Coptic Pope, Part of that agreement says, we confess that our Lord and God and Savior and King of us all, Jesus Christ, is perfect God with respect to His divinity. Perfect man with his respect to his humanity. In him, His divinity is united with His humanity in a real perfect union, without mingling, without commission, without confusion, without alteration, without division, without separation. His divinity did not separate from his humanity for an instant, not for the twinkling of an eye. So it, it sounds like we we're trying to, like, I don't know, join the two together into one. you trying to drop the but, word
2: that describes that, which is nature's. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: I, I mean... Yeah, we're we're always trying to you know give them, but it, and yet that was in '73, and they're still not Catholic now. So yeah. what the hell was it
2: for? What, yeah, what, why are we bothering?
1: <clears throat> Planned Parenthood is now giving transgender drugs to tens of thousands of people, according to LifeSite News. Um, they're offering. I just lost Danny let's see what happens here nah, it was a nose
2: blow okay
1: uh, okay so yeah they're giving hormone drugs to 35,000 people in 2021 and I guess it's more than that now maybe because some of these drugs I think have been outlawed oh uh, and they're doing this in 31 states as a you know,
2: I wonder. Even in states where abortion has become illegal, I wonder if Planned Parenthood, because because drugs are, I think maybe
1: this expensive. will be their new this business is, model. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm thinking. I mean they they made so much money on abortions, um, and I wonder if this is going to be their way of s- surviving and staying in business, especially as abortions become illegal in more states.
1: Yeah, and this is, uh, I guess, almost every bit as destructive as abortion. Uh, they're they're not killing people, but they're taking kids and destroying their sexuality.
2: They're, uh, I mean, it's it's not their mental health. It's not it's, the the same as the sin of murder of murdering an unborn child, but they're killing future people by doing it because you know those people who yeah. go through this are not going to be. Having children. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh,
1: let's see. Trudeau liberals approved the proposal to censor news using anonymous sources. So when a news source uses an anonymous source, the CBS says uh, we got this from one of our anonymous sources. I guess that's what's going to be censored. But I still don't know how this is going to work. Are they going to keep... Uh, are they going to ban, like, Twitter?
2: Maybe it's just for, like, local printed news. Maybe. But not only
1: that, they're giving a bunch of money to provide additional public funds to support advertisement-free news and information reporting by Canadian media through an arm's-length... Nonpartisan
2: mechanism. Uh, No, will not be nonpartisan.
1: Always means liberal. It doesn't mean.
2: Yeah, there's there's no such thing as nonpartisan. If it's government funded, it's liberal, it's leftist, and it's going to be biased, and and that's you know they're going to be promoting the government agenda. Yeah. Uh, Pope Francis belittles
1: the devotion to the Latin Mass as a nostalgic disease during a Jesuit meeting. What a what a bad guy. <laughs> he
0: really is. Just a you know,
1: do tell guy. me this. how's this nostalgic really just nostalgic for these young
2: people. Yeah, I mean, these young people don't have a nostalgia. They never knew it. What they
1: most got of is, people it's like... who know the remember the Latin Mass aren't going to it. Yeah, I mean, that's it's not the boomers who are going to the Latin Mass. Mm-hmm. It's it's Gen Zers, Gen Xers, and Gen Zers. Yeah, I mean, it, it, nostalgia. Like... Give me a break. <laughs> He wishes stating that the incredible the incredible support for restorationism is a nostalgic disease. You know, I don't I hate to say this Beau Francis, but get used to it. It's not going away. You can't get rid of it and eventually it's going to take over. Eventually we're going to get our masks back. Yeah. I, because the all the old has
2: and and the curmudgeons that are in charge of the papacy and the the card you know all the cardinals and and even the bishops they're going to die, and the people who love Jesus and love the mass are going to become the new bishops and cardinals and pope.
1: All the new people coming in. When they dip their toe into the traditional Latin Mass, they love it, yeah. and that's where they're going. Uh, it's just how it is. So I'm get used I, to. It. I'm glad to be able to say that, you know, because for a long time we couldn't say anything of the sort.
2: Kind of like, um, uh, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Kind of makes me uh, puts me in mind of uh, Bob Dylan's song, "The Times They Are a Changing," but in a good way. Yeah, times they
1: are a changing. <laughs> they're changing uh the pope the pope claims that a secret peace mission for russia and ukraine is underway secret? I, I don't know if he said this like offhanded. like maybe he thinks that a secret he peace has a mission? plan in his brain and that's what makes it, makes secret, it secret because he hasn't told anyone about it uh ukraine and russia don't know what he's talking about <laughs> um I Maybe he's talking about China's deal China's trying to work out a deal between Ukraine and Russia. Hey, there's a secret That's not really secret.
2: There's there's a secret plan underway for for a uh, a new beer brewery by the way. Yeah. Yeah, what? It exists beer in my head. In <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh
1: Biden administration orders a Catholic hospital to put out the sanctuary candle or lose all federal funding. Seriously? And then yeah, well, he tried. A few days later he they backed down.
2: Where what city was this, did you say? Uh, why would Biden why Oklahoma. would the president of the it was United in Oklahoma. States? I don't know what's I don't know what city be involved is. in something. That's that's fine. Oklahoma's good now. Why would the president of yeah, the United Tulsa. States be involved in such a thing? I mean, yeah, why did it even come on to on. Biden's attention to be able to say something like that? I don't know. I just
0: that—that's I mean, the scary it, stuff. It, it
1: shows you how evil this yeah. is. Yeah. And it's—it's it's the kind of thing that our Pope would have given in to <laughs> right away because he doesn't want the good things. Not he the Bishop of Tulsa. Yeah. Uh, uh, LGBT activists. Occupied the Texas Capitol, and because they were both, they were voting on a transmutilation uh, ban. Oh, which is going to happen is still going to happen. And you know they want to And I guess this is for all of that's Texas. That's why they're
2: all gathering up. And so they they
1: overtook the Capitol. So they're occupying the Capitol. I don't think any of them are in jail still. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, we've got the the Capitol in Washington, D.C. These guys are still in jail, even though they had no intention of getting violent and didn't get violent. The LGBT activists did get violent uh, and disruptive.
2: None of them are in jail. Uh, and,
1: and they did get arrested. I don't know if they're still in jail. Only got I, arrested I to they clear are. the space. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. RFK Jr. Have you... Hearing about this guy, he's he's running Robert for president on F the Democrat Kennedy ticket. Jr.? Yeah, Robert Robert Kennedy Jr. Okay. Um, he's going to he's he says he will cut government funding of big pharma and restore America's middle class if elected president. Okay, except um, for the
2: fact that being Democrat requires him to be pro-abortion. I mean, on those two specific things. Yeah, yes, okay, he's good. also going <clears throat>
1: he seems to be going against the whole uh vaccine and but stuff you know, like that. But uh, you know
2: other than his but his in with the I can't even
1: find his stance on abortion.
2: Other than his in with with pharma and the whole vaccine thing. I mean, Trump would have accomplished those things.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know because Trump kind of Well, let Trump would have accomplished the you know? middle
2: class part,
1: not not the final part I think Um, but I I I really think Trump was fooled I don't maybe I'm wrong I don't know I I don't know at this point I think he had a lot of people telling him
2: very incorrect things the problem is that he won't won't go back and say hey if I get back in again I'm going to do things different this time he doesn't even have to say mea culpa just if I get back in here's what I'm going to do different
1: yeah and he's not. He just no. keeps bragging about getting the vaccine. Yeah, that, and it's the fact like that Trump he does that like makes me think, "Oh, out. come on, man! You, you—it's like I don't know what are to you say. really you that keep Going on about it, mm-hmm. and you don't understand how many people are against you on this,
0: and how much, but, but I guess you've
1: caused a lot of they're acting like uh, Kennedy Jr. is going to be like half. Republican, half Democrat. I don't know. Yeah. But I can't even find his stance on abortion. Uh, and I think he all Catholics, all Republicans, all conservatives, the stance on abortion is more important now than it Anything ever else. has been. Yeah. We I mean, need to stay on this. Yeah. We
0: we don't ever vote for
1: anyone who's pro-abortion.
2: That yeah. Pro-abortion has to mean absolute disqualification from. The Catholic vote. That, that's the only way yeah. to run it at this point.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's all my news. All right.
2: Well, I have only a few things. First, okay. this is kind of cool. And it's like one of those things that, even though it would be like, oh gosh, now I've got a bunch of crap I got to take care of, you almost kind of want it to happen to yourself. But I guess this meteor fell into like punched through the roof of a house and, like, really? bounced around one of the bedrooms or something like that. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see if we can't get a picture of this.
1: Hang on it. Hold on a Trying to arrange all my little...
2: The thing is, chair, this rock, it, it says it's about four to six inches. That's, That's how huge. How did that not
1: like, create a crater? That's what I was going to say.
2: Four to six inch meteorite, typically you're talking about like, I don't know, 25, 50 foot crater at least. Uh, it, 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 it ought to thought. have decimated the house. The house shouldn't be standing anymore. Is this so, little spot here, is that where it hit? I i don't know. Um, oh, you've got other pictures. I, I haven't looked at all the pictures.
1: I'm thinking... Yeah, so there's this little dent in the floor that, right next to it. That does
2: not look like... I'm thinking this is not a meteorite. That's what I kind of... I I mean, maybe like something that dislodged from an airplane or something like that.
1: But, I mean, meteors, they burn up as they're coming in. And if they don't burn up... I mean, big... Giant ones burn up. I know. How did this little guy?
2: Well, presumably it, it was bigger. Was, okay. Well, <laughs> and, and it burned up, and this is what's left of it.
1: Or, it's first if of it's all, a it's light. Second of all, it wasn't approaching at a very fast speed. I suppose it's possible all, that, like, if it was, there's no moisture in it at all. Yeah. So and, it have nothing exploded. that could melt and expand. Yeah.
2: So if it was like approaching like at a, at a slight angle and, and so like it, kinda
1: yeah, it kind of yeah rotated of like its it, way it, in and,
2: and, it. and so like it wasn't coming in at full meteorite speed, but st- I don't know. I don't know. I've, but
1: why didn't it hit the roof and go like that? I don't
2: it, well, by the yeah, time it weird. got there, would you know, the trajectory would have changed as it got closer to the Earth.
1: Or even like something that, say, came in and hit a satellite and
2: bounced off and started falling down to Earth. Yeah, that that could be. That, that could be. I mean, it's... I, I guess scientists ought to be able to to analyze it and find out a little bit about it. I hope who, you know, whichever house it came into gets to keep it. That would be dumb if...
1: Yeah, if, that would be dumb if know, they don't. they took don't, it away from but, them, but...
2: Yeah. You know, that's... Still, kind of a cool thing, and if it's a real meteorite, then it's one of those things that I've always wished. You know, it's like, I used to fantasize as a kid of of a meteorite, like, falling in our backyard or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Of course, now that I I realize
2: what that would mean, it's like, okay, I'm glad it didn't, but...
1: (laughs) Dad found something at camp that we're pretty sure is a meteor.
2: It's that that real metallic thing, right? I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it, It looks all pitted and stuff and it's got it's we haven't taken to have it a high to an card. expert mm-hmm. yeah but you know but I, I i mean what i think about that how
1: did that get all the way to the ground without creating a giant crater yeah, well that? you
2: don't know how old it is i mean well maybe it did yeah, yeah exactly. i don't know but i mean it might have hit it might have I, I don't. cuz you know they say that the part of the world we're in now was once under you know a sea and that kind of stuff and that's why you right. see a lot of the you know the layers of rock and the different yeah. animals and everything that could have hit when it was a sea or whatever I don't know right but I I tried that that rock is so metallic seeming that I I took a rasp and and tried to file shavings off of it but nothing nothing filed off of it so I, really? I don't know. yeah jeez all right so you remember the the other week i I did that repeat story about the deep sea fish the angler. Yeah. Okay, so this is a different. I think it's another deep sea fish, but this is a new story. It's got these weird, you know, it almost looks like a gar with with weird fangs.
1: Yeah, it's got that weird, uh, it has fangs. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I don't know what it's called.
2: I mean, I guess they're not, if it doesn't release poison, maybe they're not true fangs, but. Uh, So this fish was found uh, A scaleless fish With fanged jaws and huge eyes Can be found more than a mile deep in the ocean Washed up along a roughly 200 mile stretch of Oregon coastline It's unclear why Scientists have said Within the last few weeks Several lancet fish I guess that's what they're called Have appeared on beaches from Nalem in northern Oregon to Bandon Which is about 100 miles from the California border Oregon State It's Mart, almost like Facebook. an eel Yeah it, it, Yeah exactly Yeah <laughs> Have you ever caught a, a, a gar? No No I haven't They're nasty looking though Yeah I, Peewee caught they one at camp I saw guy. a picture
1: I've caught I caught a gar I, I it must have been about three feet long Actually mm-hmm. I didn't catch it Vicky caught oh. it but um, down at our fishing spot they have some giant catfish and giant gar. Oh. And either one will give you a fight like you wouldn't believe. Uh-huh. But, uh, those gar, yeah, they're just, I don't know what it is. And you can't, Their you gotta still be careful. You it, can't just
2: grind. Aren't they like garbage fish or something? I.
1: I don't think I would ever try eating them, mm-hmm. but uh, I read online where people said, yeah, you can eat. But you see that at everything. Oh, you yeah. could name anything and say, can you eat this? And you got some joker out there that eats it all the time. You can eat cats. Like possum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can eat possum. That's disgusting. Yeah. You should never eat something that ugly. There's too. a reason that, uh, that, 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 that Granny's possum
2: was always a, a joke on the Beverly Hill <laughs>
1: yeah because it's gross and disgusting yeah uh, so I don't think people should eat gar, but they are pretty plentiful you know throughout throughout you know the Ohio River and the Mississippi River and they get pretty big I mean they get i, I I've heard of them getting like seven feet long they get
2: mm-hmm. giant wow. What's but the, that
1: thick, when you man. like catch them, so the one that the one that uh, Vicky caught is it, it like I said, three feet long. It's about this thick, uh, very heavy scales. And the thing is, it's like the whole thing is this thing. Mm-hmm, yes, yeah, yeah. And it's just one giant muscle. Mm-hmm. It's got a ton of because I cut it in half because I kill them and put them back because I don't like them in my fishing spot. Yeah. Uh, just like turtles, I kill turtles mm-hmm. and put them, throw them back. But uh, guards, if you cut them in half, it's like there is some bone there, but most of that's muscle. Oh, okay. So I am, man, there's a lot of edible meat there. I just, it's just can't so
2: imagine nasty. <laughs> eating it, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really more about that. Yeah, people speculate about why they're showing up on beaches, uh, yeah. but it's it's not a super uncommon thing. It 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 may be increasing in frequency, but it could also be that people are just aware of it more because of social media and stuff like that. Yeah. All right, and well, uh, another space news, uh, maybe not quite a, um, match made in heaven, but you could get a match made in space this past May 4th. Uh, some, some place in Ohio was doing, uh, Akron, Ohio, uh, Star Wars weddings. I guess the JP would, uh, let you do uh, a Star yeah. Wars thing. You know? I don't know. May the Fourth be, be with you. I always you. forget. That was always, yeah, I never. I think it's dumb Anyway, watch
1: Star Wars on May Fourth. Me neither. I think it is. It would be kind of fun to say, "All right, we're gonna watch Star Wars, and that'll be the night we do it. We all watch, you know, the trilogy or the pre pre trilogy. I don't know. Yeah,
2: but uh, <laughs> the real Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, a wedding. <laughs> they, okay, people are. The thing is that JP doesn't nuts. that look like like. um... What's, what's his name a comedian Rick, Rick Jarvis or Ricky Jarvis or whatever
1: I, who are you saying what are you talking about JP the the, Justice of
2: the Peace the guy that's marrying them Justin, I'm assuming that's is a is that JP who that marriage. is I'm assuming that's not a Catholic marriage or something that, that's probably just a okay Justice but it
1: could Peace. be just some judge any judge okay
2: judge yeah it's, the judge he's just, just a judge.
1: judge no it could
2: be a captain to me a judge is the same as a JP yeah mm-hmm okay anyway well uh, i think it looks like like that comedian guy that british comedian rick jarvis the comedian you're talking about either i don't know him. okay let me let me make sure i get his but, name right you can look up yeah ricky ricky gervais, gervais maybe g so ricky g-e-r-v-a-i-s No. Just type them into Google, and then go back and look at the judge.
1: All right. I don't have enough time to do it, because people have already listened to us type. <laughs> it doesn't matter that much. Okay. No, it
2: doesn't matter that much, but this is my He segment. looks like some dude. All right. Ricky Gervais. I think that's how you but say his name. I don't
0: know.
2: Doesn't matter. All right. Yeah. It seems like a dumb... It's a dumb like, idea. I remember yeah. uh,
1: when uh one of my friends' brothers got married. Uh when you know how when they announced the wedding party as you come into the reception, the song they played in the background was the Star Wars song. Oh my gosh. That's as far as you should get to a was it a May fourth Star Wars fan? No, it was just a
0: normal wedding. <laughs> he just in wanted a Catholic Star Church. Wars.
1: It's just at the reception <laughs> when they announced the wedding party, they played the Star Wars. All right. Okay, oh, whatever. That's kind of, okay. All right. I guess it, whatever. I think that's as close as you should get to fandom. When you dress up like Star Wars people to get married, there's something seriously wrong with yeah, you. Yeah,
2: I'm sorry. I, I, I got to roll it back even further. If you're playing Star Wars as your wedding entrance... Okay, what... Which was it? Was it the Imperial March? No, I I
1: think it was the main theme. (laughs) The main
2: theme. (laughs) theme. Because I think it would have been hilarious to do the Imperial March. (laughs) Especially
1: right when the wife walks in. In fact, that would be that would be so funny
2: (laughs) for the groom not to tell the bride that he's doing that. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, she walks in and hears that. But she's not even a Star Wars fan since so she has no idea the joke that's being that's played right. on her. That would be good. I don't know. It, you know, uh, Taylor Marshall just did a uh, podcast about transhumanism and talked touched on this weird thing that's been happening lately where people are getting into the these little universes, the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. which How many movies are there, like? Twelve of them Brother, now. I lost uh, track after the,
2: just. I I know the six.
1: Marvel Comics Universe. I have no idea about DC Marvel Comics, Comics Universe.
2: Yeah,
1: that's so stupid. Yeah, it is. And then I agree. and now people are getting into anime universes. My kids watch anime, but I. You know what? I Honestly, yeah, think my that son that kids... got an anime tattooed on him. Really? That's weird. I was about to say your kids got my kids involved in. I anime, honestly your think kids that my kids my have kids. a
2: a. Like a healthy watch of anime. It's kind of like, oh yeah, it's fun. I don't think they get into the universe. It's just, oh yeah, it's a fun story. And it's cool because it's Japanese instead of American. American.
1: You don't hear them arguing over the power of various uh, anime characters <laughs> as they eat breakfast on Sunday mornings. It is ridiculous. I'm going to be
2: Sagan. I'm Super Sagan. I'm Super Duper Sagan.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's how stupid it is. That's
1: just great. You know, I. Okay. Uh, do Were you here when I was talking about this? Um, they wanted me to watch an anime. Finally, like, fine, fine. I'll watch an anime. Mm-hmm. They put an anime on. And I thought I might be able to get past the. The overdone storyline, mm-hmm. or whatever. If the if the wording, the dialogue, and the narration weren't so awful, it's so bad. Well, you know, what, and I'm what, like, this is a translation. I was going to say
2: it was original Japanese, right? Yeah. And they think that Americans. I think part of the problem is that yeah. their perception of Americans is we'll watch everything, so just go real cheap for the translation. Okay. Here's what I think. Here's what I thought about doing. I'll, I'll take
1: one season of one anime, mm-hmm. and I'm not even going to worry about translating. I'm just going to take the um, American English, and put it in different words. Oh, to make it make more own usable as a story, and see if I can come up with subtitles good enough to make it halfway interesting. And I was thinking about so doing it, just release it on... I don't know what you would release it on, the Pirate yeah, Bay or something know, but, like that. I'd find a place to... Some kind of uh,
2: forum or something. By the way, how are you coming? Discord. I mean, because you've got a knack for, for that. How are you coming with your uh, Shakespeare project? Have you, oh, are I'm you still like, doing it?
1: I'm like in the... Yeah, I'm in the fourth from last act uh, or scene of Macbeth I'm almost done with Macbeth. I kind of I left off it for a while to finish some other projects but I'm back on it maybe in another month or two I should be uh and my my Shakespeare the Romeo and Juliet book it's got like 35 ratings oh on uh okay
2: everybody go check
1: that out it's like a four four point something stars um so anyway, Macbeth is... The, I figured I'll pick the most popular one mm-hmm. first and then I'll pick one that's not real popular that doesn't have a whole lot of other translations
2: and see what happens. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's all I got. So time for Bible That's trivia. all you got. All right. And, so we got to do... Uh, we got to look, look up Bard. bard whatever. The bard, the Bard, the Bard, the Bard. Oh, we, at, at work, um, everybody is encouraged to, to do at least once a year uh, what we call a lunch and learn presentation that the company pays for lunch and somebody presents some kind of, you know, useful, interesting information, usually technical in some way. Mm-hmm. And the other this week, um, a guy presented specifically on chat gpt and and ways that you can use it as an engineer and some of the tools that is, are based off of it um, you can actually get it to write pretty reasonable code for you uh, or like if you have if you have a bunch of code you can give it to it and say hey comment this code for me or give me some unit tests for yeah. it, or something like that and, and it's it's pretty you know reasonably good um
1: all these code monkeys are going to be out of work soon
2: exactly that's that's it's there's going to be like a, a level where if you're a like a super junior code monkey you can't get a job because everybody can hand those tasks off yeah and then so you got to get a little yeah. bit better but i mean it started it started
1: with handing in it all to indians mm-hmm. and yeah. who would do it for cheaper but now they don't even need the indians right. so there's going to be 50 million uh, nerds running around who don't know how to work <laughs> and trying to find something to do.
2: Well, it, it, it really solidified in my head, however, the, the presentation um that, and maybe we'll bring this up again sometime and, and talk about it in, in another podcast, but it really solidified in my head that chat GPT is really nothing more than the let the next evolution of internet search engine. Yeah, That's really the, I, the right way to think about it.
1: You know, uh, that's a, another thing that Taylor Marshall touched on in his transhuman podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked about AI. Now, here's the thing. I don't think he quite understands what, what it is. AI yeah. is. I mean... If you were going to give a simple de- definition, what do you think AI is? What would you say? Oh, gosh. Well, okay. In like five words.
2: Uh, D de- I, I can't answer that question. Without I thought it was learning context. software. Yeah, it's it's software that teaches software itself. that that or, that can ap- appear to improve its. Yeah, I mean it's, but but the thing is, its
1: usability over by by looking at what it's done in the past.
2: Yeah, but there's so many different forms of that. That, and and the thing is, I've been doing, I've been involved in AI since I was in high school in one form or another. So, Mm -hmm. it's it's hard for me to because if you say, well, what's AI? Okay, it's like, okay, do you want me to tell you what AI is essentially, or do you want me to tell you what the AI that everybody today's familiar with actually is. You see what I mean? Yeah, see that's, that's the thing. That's the problem. A lot
1: of people just think that it's it's software that seems to that mimics human, human thought. Behavior. But it's not it's really. Like, that's not what it is.
2: Yeah. So So I don't all know. Right. Anyway, all right. Anyway. Alright, what's our question? Roll the dice. Comes up with number six, which is general. And the question is This is funny because you brought up Taylor Marshall several times in this podcast. Oh, okay. What two things did Jesus compare us to? (laughs) And he says it every time he closes closes Um, his
0: podcast.
1: Oh, salt and light.
2: You are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty.
1: <laughs> well, he says sheep and salt. Uh, the bard says sheep and ah,
2: salt. Ah, interesting. Cause salt of the earth. Well, the thing and is,
1: his followers are sheep. But he
2: compares us to all kinds. That's of That's what I was going to say. I, light, salt, sheep. I think this is a poorly worded question. Right now, let's let's find out what it what the card thinks is the answer is it says salt and light and it's got matthew five specifically
1: so um yeah the bard got it wrong
2: wow uh but but but, you know the bard's not wrong jesus compares us to sheep he yeah I mean,
1: it's yeah, and I I think you'd if you look through, you'll find a bunch of other things that were compared to probably as yeah. well. So I mean, the if vine, you say you you've got to pick two,
2: well, okay. Well, there's five here. I'll pick salt two. And
1: light. Yeah, I would say salt and light. Yeah.
2: So anyway, okay. bad question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, uh, think about what we said, and as always, go wrong and circle the beats, everyone.